Hi, everyone. Hello. (laughs) We are very excited today. Now, Zoe, poor thing, she's got the margarita in her right hand. She's sitting here stressed. I am not excited. It's going to be a today. It's going to be a day. Today, we're going to have our girl Zoe in the hot seat. All right. We're talking about relationships. And what y'all are going to get from this is that you're really going to, what we're hoping to do, we'll see how this goes, right? But what we're hoping to do is just shed a light on some of the foolishness that we put ourselves through, but in the moment are either blind or refuse to acknowledge it. So why does that matter, Zoe? Now, we don't want to be wasting any of our time. Is that right? <laughs> That's right. This is true. I'm literally in shock and floored. I by the way everyone I put this entire um kind of outline together she has no clue what we're going to be getting into today and I'm not going to be awful to her right like I'm not trying to just drag you through the mud today no we are just trying because you already did that the last time I talked about it right we already did that I've already had those conversations now we're having a very you know constructive conversation this is all for growth of course and I think it really just gets to that point, though, where we need to understand the hard truth that the presence of toxicity usually does not end right when you stop talking to that person. I think it just takes so much longer to really recover and unlearn all of the trauma and the bad habits that you either experienced, participated in, or both. So that's what we're hoping to do today. This is just a moment for us to get together to do a little bit of unpacking, and before we even begin... I want to remind everyone that our whole philosophy is to really just create a space. And today we're creating a space that is void of judgment. We are allowing the growth that we strive to achieve. So now that we have that out the way, the seat is hot. So let's start unpacking. I feel like I'm in hell. (laughs) (laughs) So first and foremost, before we even get into this fully, let's just do a pulse check. This is very recent. We're talking like a week. So like two weeks. I literally told Pilar, I was like, I don't even know if I can do it. And she was like, no, we have to do it this week because it's so fresh. She was like, we have to do it now. So yes, there is, there is pain in, in me as we talk about this. How are you feeling? Right? So is it, are you sad? Are you nervous to have this conversation? Are you just exhausted and over it? I would say I'm like a mix of all three, right? Like it is very recent so I think that there's always like a little bit of an element of like shock mm-hmm. and I will say that like I have been in toxic situationships relationships whatever you want to call them before mm-hmm. and so I think there's an element of like when you've already done something the next time it happens it becomes a, like your reaction to it is a little less severe, mm. which makes it, I think, easier to stay in situations for longer or to ignore red flags because it's like you're used to it already. Yeah. Like if you're always used to like a roller coaster, getting on another roller coaster is like, oh, this is just like what I do. I think the the thing here that's a little bit like um tough to wrap my mind around is like it didn't start off that way and like anybody who ends up in a situation where like things go left or like 
there is like an element of like, you hurt me, I hurt you, all those different things. It's like, it didn't start that way. You like nobody gets into a relationship with somebody and then they're like, we're going to run this to the ground. (laughs) You know what I mean? That's not ever the, the impetus for it. It's always like, Oh, things are going really well. And then they're not. Yeah. And the thing is though, is that, I mean, I've known Zoe for the past like five years, right? But I would say really, we've gotten to really know each other. I know. That's insane. I know. Five years? I know. But to think about it though, I feel like we really started to learn more about like our relationship, our dating lives, and just being really honest about that over probably the past like three, two, three years. I think the question I'm asking is like, do you believe that there is something that people can do to kind of prepare themselves for this situation. So whether it's avoiding it or not, I mean, you're saying, right, the beginning of it was fine. Yeah. So what was the moment for you where you're like, Ooh, damn, like I really could have gotten out of it at that time. And yeah. what would have made you get out of it? Well, you, I, mean, I think it's like, well, I think it's learned experience. Like, For example, the people that I was seeing in college and, like, when I was younger than I am now, not to say that, like, I'm old, like, those situations lasted for, like, close to a year and then two and a half years, you know what I mean? And, like, that was a long period of time where somebody is just, like, running you over with a Mack truck and, (laughs) like, feeling me feeling like I didn't have the strength to like put my foot down and be Mm -hmm. like no I'm done and like really mean it yeah I'll say in this situation like it was four months and like a lot happened in those four months but like when it just became like we are not good for each other anymore Mm -hmm. like I was able to like really stick by that and be like I have to pull myself out of it no matter how difficult that would be or how the other person reacts. Yeah. And so I think that's the one thing where like sometimes it's just like learned experience. Like I don't know if you can necessarily prepare yourself for ending up dating somebody that's just like not the right person for you or like ending up in like a tough situation. I will say like something that I've been talking about a lot in therapy is like getting strong about your own boundaries and the morals. Like there were times where I was like doing things that I was like, I don't normally do that. Or like I would have thoughts cross my mind that I'm like, I don't think that way. Like Mm -hmm. I don't act that way. I don't think that way. That is not what I want to align myself with. And yet here I am acting a certain way or thinking a certain way that's like not in alignment with like who I am and who I want to be so I feel like once you notice that it's like okay there's an issue here and maybe that can be solved with like a conversation or like maybe you just need to remove yourself from the situation I will say like I'm all for giving somebody a second chance however when you are giving three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten chances and like new things are happening or like the same thing keeps happening, but like with a different beat, like that's a problem. So like if I could have done anything differently when like the first thing happened, 
I would have been like, okay, second chance. And then when it happened again, I would have been like, okay, I can't do it anymore. Yeah. And like, obviously, I don't think that stands for everything. Like, there are certain things that I'm like, you don't get a second chance from that. Mm-hmm. But there were some things where I was like, I kept giving chances because I was like, I really like this person. And there were so many nuances to what was going on that I was like, let me just like push through and like, we can just get through it and then that'll be fine. But like, there should be no, like, let's just get through it at like months into the relationship. Totally. No, I think that's huge. I also want to say too, like the thing that I feel like is the biggest difference from some of your past situations. Ooh, as she takes a sip of her margarita. I understand. Yeah, you're stressing me out. (laughs) I think one of the things that I look back on is like, a lot of the time in college, we could all look at each other and be like, why do you think this man likes you? He hasn't taken you out on one date, right? And I think that that was like our standard for being like, this is ridiculous, yeah, you was, know? Yeah. And it was yeah. to think, you, you know, there's really something happening here. But I think in this case, I mean, y'all went on multiple dates. He was whining and dining. Like there were things that you both were doing for a while that I, and yeah. Right. And I think, and I'm even not even just for this specific person, but like other experiences that you were in that maybe didn't end up how you wanted it to be. Like you were going on multiple dates. Like there, I think the beginning phase of it was hard to be able to kind of see because you're, I think sometimes like in our head, because like how you were saying, you were realizing that you were crossing your boundaries. And I think back to college, sometimes all we really were looking at was just like, you know, you just want someone to treat you relatively well to where you're going to be able to go out on a date and they're like kind of claiming you out in public, right? Yeah. And I think the difference is though, like, I expect like people to like take me out on, like, if I'm meeting you to like, let's, we're going to go out, like, I expect to be taken out on dates. Like, yeah. I don't expect to be texted at two o'clock in the morning on a Friday night, like, come over. I'm not responding to that. Yeah. Like, I expect to like, go out on dates, spend time, get to know each other. Like those are expectations that I just have like as an adult that's dating. So I don't think that's like, I think for like young women who are like going out and starting to date like as adults, like the expectation should be like somebody is like planning a date and taking you out. And like that, if they ask you, like they plan, if you ask them, like you plan, you know what I mean? Or like, however the dynamic is, but like coming over at 2am and thinking that like, he's in love with you. He's certainly not, not it. I will say that like, I was listening to it, like, um, or I saw a TikTok about this the other day where like this girl, she's like in college at Columbia and she's always posting about how she dates these like rich older men in like their late 30s early 40s which like I find problematic in and of itself because it's like you are 20 so like what do they want to do with you like date women your own age yeah but she was saying like people keep commenting and saying like oh my god if he wanted to he would and like x y and z and she was like that does not apply to like certain situations like it's not if he wanted to, he would, if like he has an abundance of money and like, it's very easy for him to plan a date. Like if he wanted to, he would, doesn't apply to like basic things that like people should be doing. That's like within Mm -hmm. their means or ability to do. So like, just kind of like what you do for somebody that you're dating. And like, I did the same thing for him. Yeah. That's huge. I mean, honestly, I think I mentioned it because 
looking back, I, I do feel like the mindsets have changed in all of the right ways. I think in college and not even so much for you, but like, it was kind of a thing where people, I mean, you really thought this person liked you and you had never gone on a date before. Yeah. So because it's like they, were... I think it was because like in college, like somebody will like lay next to you and like tell you all the secrets in the world. And then like, you think that you're like forming this like intimate connection with you, but like, he's really just scared to sleep by himself at night. And so like, that's why you're with him. <laughs> yeah. But that's the thing where then you go off and you're like, oh my gosh, people are dating like quite frequently. And there's a lot of things happening. Like, that must mean something good for me. That must mean that things are happening in the right way. For some reason, and this is something that I've been talking to a lot of people about recently. I think there are people in my life or that will come across me that will immediately assume that I have malicious intent Mm. and like I am doing something to hurt them or like I... If it's not that, then it's also, like, I can say anything to her because she has, like, a tough personality and, like, it's just, like, sometimes people will, like, say and do the wildest things to me. Yeah. And other people will do something very similar and they don't get as visceral of a reaction as I do. Mm. So it's kind of, like, you, in a way, kind of feel like a punching bag for certain people in your life. A thousand percent and this is men and women like romantic relationships completely yes yes I yes for a hundred percent and I am working diligently in therapy to figure out exactly what that is and what the reasoning is for it but as far as I am concerned like those people have like either been removed from my life or like placed on a distant edge because like you I am a human being you can't just say whatever you want to me and expect That like, because sometimes I'm a little sarcastic or because sometimes like the tone of my voice is X, Y, and Z that like, it is acceptable because it's not. Yeah. So I think Mm -hmm. that like, when you've come across a number of people who have made you feel like the villain, Mm -hmm. you develop either one of two mechanisms, like very much like F you, like if I'm the villain, then I'm the villain. Or you do what I do, which is like, no, like that really wasn't like my intent. Mm. Like, let me fix it. Let me make it better. Like, I hate for my intent to get misconstrued because it's like, I would never do anything to purposefully hurt somebody. Yeah. Like if I have hurt somebody, it's because like, I was not thinking as carefully as I should have before I did what I did. I can't even like write out the number of people that I have been on first and second dates with who have been like, yeah, I was in a relationship X, Y, Z years ago. And like, I'm getting like a little bit of tea. And I'm like, this is our third date. And I am not over here talking about my past people because that's over. You know what I mean? Like that's over. Yeah. And I think that in our culture, we have normalized to get over somebody, get under somebody else. Mm -hmm. And I can speak for... A lot of people, I think, like my age, like we are scared to be alone because when you are alone, you have to only focus on yourself. Like you only have to focus on yourself. Like you, it's, it's almost easier to be in a relationship with somebody else because it's like, oof, I have all this stuff going on, but let me just go ahead and think about this other person because it's easier than dealing with all the things that I have going on or like me becoming a better person or me dealing with the trauma from a past relationship. And so I do I think that everybody needs to take like you date somebody take a year off and like 
be by yourself and figure out your own thoughts. Like, no, somebody, some people's rebound times are quicker than others. However, I do think it is important if you have been through something that like, you're like, what the fuck was that? (laughs) You probably shouldn't be going on a date next week. Totally. There's a lot of things I can get into with that. Like, I think I'm that person who's definitely had to sit with it and like, not on my, not because I wanted to, I think that the, the, it was not something that I, you know, openly said, okay, I'm just going to cut myself off and go sit with my feelings and get through it. Because but partially I, like circumstance. That was it. Like I'm, yeah. you know, we all know, like I'm living at home. I think I've just kind of kept to my family. Like I have been completely out of the scene for a little while. And I, I think during it, there was periods where it's like, yeah, of course, like you would rather be able to, it's, it's really hard to sit with your thoughts. It's so difficult. I think a lot of people can speak to that just from 2020 and whatnot. Like it is really hard to sit with your thoughts. And usually we're so used to kind of leveraging some sort of distraction, whether that's a partner, whether that's going out, like substances, like it could be all different types of things. And for me personally, like I really didn't have any of it. And I think that looking back while it was awful at certain times, truly awful, like and I was stopped. I stopped talking to my therapist at that time because I just like didn't find someone else. Like it was a mess to say the very least. But I really do think like I can speak from that experience where I feel so much more just clearer about my boundaries. Like the reality of it is I can't predict what my relationships are going to look like in the future. And I don't know if they're going to be great or awful. Yeah. But I think one of the most important things is it gets back to one of your initial points where you were saying like, you were doing things that were totally out of what your morals were. And like, you were doing things that you knew, like, why am I doing that? Or like, why am I saying that? Or why am I going along with something that you know is like not what you would typically do. And I absolutely have done that on a few occasions. And you kind of look back at it and you're like, what was I thinking? And truly, I think it's just like, if you don't have boundaries to stand upon, like it is really hard to make those decisions when you're already in it, once you're already in the moment. And you already have fallen for this person. Like it is for me, it was nearly impossible to do that, especially. But just, I like, think even with age. having boundaries, like I think that like you have been like sitting with your thoughts and like you have probably built up like strong boundaries for what it is that you expect when you start dating. But like, who knows what those boundaries are going to look like when you meet somebody that you really like that you are like head over heels with and they do something foolish. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's a difficult thing about it too, where it's like, because of things that I experienced before, I was like, okay, I have boundaries or expectations. And like in the beginning, like this person was not overstepping my boundaries and was meeting the expectations that I need in order to feel like safe and respected in a relationship. And I think it's like, your boundaries become your boundaries once they get tested. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like I'm sure 15 years ago, Beyonce was probably like, I would leave a man. Absolutely. If you cheated on me, I am Beyonce. That has nothing to do with me. I am out. Beyonce (laughs) let that man cheat on her with her stylist or whoever and watched her sister beat him in an elevator. And guess what? (laughs) They're still on their run the world tour. You know what I mean? It's like you you can have all of these like really strong boundaries until they get tested. And it's when they get tested that you're like, 
but he's so cute or like yeah but we just went to dinner last night or like but you know he's sorry or x y and z all these different things where it's like you just have to be like okay if this person I think another part of it definitely is and I think for black women is like we are always shown like struggle love and I don't oh. remember if we like talked about this I think we, we recorded did. an episode but we deleted it because we sounded so jaded <laughs> we did not I remember it. there was a feature where you were talking about Tyler Perry and how we always end up with the bus boy correct yeah so we're always fed struggle love and like I can say even from looking at like my own friends and their really like my really close girlfriends like the girlfriends that I have who are not black no they're they had some stuff going on too <laughs> but like my girlfriends who are black like they all have a story Always. where it's like, girl, remember Always. when X, Y, and Z? Yeah. I don't know a lot. Like, there are not a lot of Black women that I know that have not experienced some type of struggle with somebody that they're dating. And I think it kind of becomes, like, ingrained that, like, Black women are going to struggle in love. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, my parents are divorced. Like, I watched my mom go through it where I was like, girl, you're struggling. Like, it just becomes, you know, like, we see the people in our lives struggle, we ourselves struggle, and it kind of becomes internalized of, like, if you're going to date somebody, you're going to go through some stuff. And not to say that, like, regular relationships don't go through things. Like, of course, there's ups and downs, and you're not happy all the time. But I think Black women are, like, programmed almost to accept more BS. You think that there is obviously that perception of like black women are so strong you can handle everything so I yeah think people will talk to us totally out of pocket and think that it's gonna be fine I also yes. think that we're little as crap so it's kind of like when you find someone like I'm gonna hold it down for you but like don't test me but also like damn I like you and like I have invested in you and like yes I do think I think that that might be something that a lot of women I mean I think that's just an unfortunate reality of it but I do yeah think that's definitely something that you know we all experience there but I don't know I think the whole piece of it even just with seeing your friends go through things that also when you're surrounded by a lot of other relationships that have their flaws and it's not just like oh we have differences and we need to get through it because again like you said no relationship's going to be easy yeah but when it gets to the point where someone is challenging like your worth and someone's challenging like whether you should be considered at all like we're just talking just true like respect in the lack of it like yeah, that, I think is something that I think is very much seen within black women and just the the stuff that we have to put up with. And like, I, it's, it's hard when you go through that personally, but then you see your friends also going through that. And then that's when you start to say, well, shoot, it's not as bad as that. Like, I must just be happy for what I have or like, it's, it's a really unfortunate turn and spiral of it. And so I do think it's really important to, to try to have positive influences. And that obviously varies, but it's just like, making sure that you have representations of what you would want in a relationship. Like that's huge. And I think this even goes to like when you're growing up and you have just now first started dating or you're first just starting to get an idea of relationships, like who you go to and who you talk to, it's not so much as who you are a support system for, but it's who are you looking for advice from is really who that person is like if you see a relationship that's going through the roller coasters and it's almost like romanticizing some of the the toxicity that can come with a relationship like don't go there 
right? Like that's something yeah. where just go watch a TV show or a movie and you'll get enough of that. Like, And it's also not to say, like, not to share or, like, if your friend has been through poor relationships, don't ask them for advice because it's, like, I think I give fantastic advice. I don't always take it. No, totally agreed. In fact, I think that people – there's – no, that's a huge point. I'm glad you mentioned it because I believe that, too. Like, I think that when someone has gone through enough things, you have more to be able to even speak to it. And, you know, it's, like, I think you and I can go – back and forth and like really kind of learn from each other just because we both see in our own, you know, fair share of things. And I have, it's actually funny. My, um, someone in my family, she met her husband when she was very, very young. And so sometimes it's almost hard to talk to that person about it because it's kind of like, they don't have the same experience of the dating and all the drama that goes through it. It's like, no, this was their high school sweetheart. So you don't always can, you can't always get the same perspective, you know? And I just think that dating changes and whatnot, but yeah, I just think it's important to be mindful about what you're seeing, what you're consuming and where your standards are being set. I would also say like, if you yourself or you have a friend that is going through like a difficult relationship, whether that be just it's difficult or whether that's like toxic or abusive or whatever, I would say definitely like be gentle with that person and also be gentle with yourself because like it is so easy from like the outside looking in to be like, oh my God, break up with him and like move on and like whatever. But like no one knows the intricacies and the nuances of the relationship except for you and the person that's in it. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you know, definitely like be gentle and be patient with yourself and also like the people around you that are going through it because it's not like, if I'm telling you things that are going on, like, if I tell you, like, oh, my God, we had the most amazing date, and, like, it was perfect, and, like, I like him so much, you're going to be like, oh, my God, I like him. And then as soon as I tell you, like, yeah. he did X, Y, and Z, all of the nice stuff that I said is out the Wrong. window. You don't care anymore. You hate him. Hate you him. don't. And I am like that, too, with my girlfriends, where it's like, oh, my God, he was wonderful for five years. He was perfect. And then he did this one thing, and I'm like, I hate him. Like, I, you can bring him around, but he is, we're not, I ride for you. If you yeah. want, like, I say all the time, I ride for the girls. My friend, when it comes to women who are in abusive relationships, verbally yeah. abusive, emotionally abusive, financially abusive, physically abusive, psychologically abusive, whatever, it on average takes women seven times to leave before like they finally do it so I think like if you know people in your life that are going through things like that or if you're going through things like that yourself it's like don't victim blame yourself or victim blame the other person and be like I would never put up with x y and z because it's like you never know what you would put up with until you're in the situation totally and also like it's just it's hard yeah it's really hard and I think at the end of it all it's like it's your relationship and everyone's adults and like you need to make the decisions for yourself and that goes for yeah, when you're seeking yeah. out information from others or, or guidance or whatever, it's kind of like take everything with a grain of salt. And usually people do it anyway. So it's like if you're also dishing yeah. out information or dishing out like your best suggested, it's like that person is their own person and they're going to they know the nuances of their relationship. You have no visibility to that. So it's just like let them take it or leave it in the same way, you know, the same way the other way. I think what's important, though, is like, like you said, it's like, I think being a good friend does come down to when you see something that you're like, this is, this could be dangerous or 
you know, oh, you idiot. Like, it's not to act like you lost your mind. Like, don't be disrespectful because if your intent is to really look out for your girl or like your best friend or whatever, I think that the love and all of that and the nurturing needs to obviously be there and it it should be there. I do think, unfortunately, like there are some girls, definitely not friends, but there are some girls who will act as though they got you and in fact kind of kick you when you're down or, you know, it almost Yeah, and then you're a spectacle. I can't come back from I that. I can't personally. imagine somebody embarrassing me in front of my mom. I can't come back from that. Can you imagine no. somebody embarrassing you in front of your mom? First off, if I even have an inkling that you're going to embarrass me, you are not coming in front of my mom. Like, but that's, that's the, the thing, thing, like, thing. But that's the thing that I want everyone to know. You don't know what people are capable of until they do it. I know. You have no idea what they're capable of until they do it. No, I totally agree. I totally agree. I'm just like, that would be the most awful thing ever. But, oh my God, that's awful. I don't even think about that. If you guys go back to the, um, what was it? Unpacking friendship episode. Like, you'll hear my take. But I definitely think that I experienced some foolishness with friends. And that's where... I certainly could not have predicted it. It was the shocker of the century for me. But in the same respect, I think it was just being able to say, like, I can only control what I can control. And it's just important to do your absolute best to prepare yourself to be strong in those moments and to do what you need. Because it really gets back to my first sentiment, which is just like, it personally took me a very long time to get over some of the stuff that has been like experienced, whether that's with friends or or situationships or whatnot. And like having to go through all of that work and that unlearning and everything else. I'm like, that was worse than the situation to me. Like, I think it was really hard to relearn everything and to really like understand your worth, understanding that some people just don't have good intentions. And like, there's only so much that you can do about that. But it's just like, it's a hard truth. It's a really hard truth to come to terms with. And I've always been the type where it's like positive Polly. Like, you, oh, I don't know why I say Polly. I should just say Pilar. Positive Pilar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know why you said Polly either. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, that's really like an unfortunate realization. And I think, I mean, if you guys had heard me maybe even five, four years ago, like my opinions on things would be so different because I just didn't think like people acted like this. And heck. I who knows what I'm gonna be like in two years I might be sitting I on the other side I just can't wait I personally think that like every woman comes across a man that's just like what like I cannot yeah, wait for you way. to start dating and oh to, for you to have your what like maybe I've it's are, a date I that I've already had my what I who definitely that. have not you 100% have not you have that no for sure not I think comparing it to like just like the I think there's something very, like, different to be said about, like, dating people outside of college. Like, I think it's just, like, a very different experience because it's, like, the one thing that binds you together when you're dating in college is, like, we're all young and figuring it out and whatever. Mm -hmm. And, like, I'm still young. You know what I mean? Like, I'm 23. So, like, sometimes when things like this happen, I'm like, well, I'm 23. Like, better for me to learn now than at 33. Like, I'd rather go – if I'm going to have to go through things – let me go through it now mm-hmm. rather than waiting and going through it later. Mm-hmm. But I think there's something to be said about just like, especially with the way that like people meet and date like these days, it's like you just genuinely don't know somebody yeah. like 
at all. At least in college, it's like you would know people's mutual friends or like you would see totally. who they would hang around or like what classes, like you got an idea of who somebody was before they totally. became a part of your life. But it's like everybody is on their best behavior for three months when they're meeting somebody and when they really like somebody. And then it's like, oh, what is going the on here? comes up everything comes and then it's like what is going on here so I think that like I I just can't wait to see how your opinions on dating no it's gonna be different I will say though like I'm I'm kind of my other extreme of it like I mean I I'm someone who's so suspicious of things and like I feel like I don't even want to date someone that I like don't have a mutual friend with I'm like Ugh, like that's gonna be tough because I know. how many girlfriends do you have with guys? <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I don't know anybody so I, for I you. I definitely am gonna have to. I mean, that phase when we get there, we'll cross that bridge. But I think it's like I do agree. I mean, of course, like when you're in relationships, things happen. Like everything that you said can go out the door in five seconds. I just feel like sometimes it's just important to know which of like be true to what you believe and what your standards are and even if you go and do the exact opposite like it's just so important that you have that to at least fall back on and say girl you knew better like yeah it's so important as you get older like sometimes I do think when you're in it it's just really hard to see it clearly and so as I continue on and eventually like reopen that chapter it's like okay that's when Hopefully I'm pulling from something that I, I felt strongly about at one point. But And I really do feel like that dating in your 20s, at least for me, is about like learning. Like I, if I meet somebody tomorrow and I'm like, this is my person, like this is who I'm going to spend the rest of my life with, fine, so be it. Mm-hmm. As of now, in this moment, it has just been a lot of like learning lessons and experiences. And I think funny that I saw too, um, Somebody was like, it is so much harder to get over those old three-month relationships yeah. than it is to get over full-blown relationships. And I 8,000% agree. When you are dating somebody for three months, like, you idealize the absolute fuck out of them. And my mom's going to be like, why are you cursing so much? And I'm going to be like, girl, I'm actually going to spice margarita. That's why. So um, you just romanticize them because you don't really know that person, right? Yeah. Like, a lot of people, like, they're red flags. Like, the real whoever it is that you're dating is going to come out in three months. I promise you. I've seen it so many times at this point where I'm like, I have said to myself, like, damn, every time I hit three months, something happens. And that is because who people really are pops out at three months. Like they cannot continue to pretend. But when you've been dating somebody for three years, you're like, I know what they're like. Yeah. You know what they're like, the excitement or like the shock value is no longer as potent as it is at that four month mark. And I think, yeah, everything is so fresh. The shock of it is what you're experiencing. It's like the shock is fresh at four five, six months. But when you yeah. get past a year or two or three, you're you like, are whatever. as numb as could be. Yeah. You are, you've already known what they're going to be like. I mean, none of it is going to shock you anymore. And at that point, it's probably gotten so crazy out of hand that you're like kind of willingly walking away. Or like maybe not. Like maybe it was just like a regular relationship yeah. and you outgrew each other. And it's just like, yeah, you know, we met like, when we were 23 and like now yeah. we're 26 and like we just want to experience different things. Like yeah. that could also be it. Totally. But at that point, you're like, 
I, ready to go. I, you're, you might have checked out emotionally yeah. before the relationship is over. Totally. Not to say that the breakup, breakup won't be hard, but like when it's been three or four months, you're like, but we were going to go on vacation together and they All were going to come things. home with me for Thanksgiving. Like you have to mourn the loss of that person and the loss of everything that you thought it was going to be. And you have to just like rebuild things and like who's to say like when you'll be ready to like go back out. Like I personally don't feel ready to like go out and start dating again because I know that there's like a lot of work that I need to do that I've been avoiding and like I can acknowledge that and like that's where I'm at and that's who I am in this moment but like I know that like I will probably start dating again eventually like I'm 23 like am I gonna hang up the towel now like (laughs) I like meeting new people like I actually do enjoy dating like I like the idea of like getting dressed up and going out on a date and it's like I'm just sitting across from this person who yeah. like I could absolutely hate or I could absolutely love but like who cares because we're eating dinner like you know you what I mean love like it, it's just, but it's, it's whatever. important the piece that's important right is like you love it and I think it's so good that you love it because I'm not that type but I think the piece there yeah. is just like you have to be able to prepare yourself for those moments like prepare yourself for success like like you're saying, yes. doing a little bit of that work to then look and analyze, okay, what are the things that I've been through? How can I understand myself better? Like this was something 100%. that when I was going to therapy, so much of my first initial sessions were about like, can you believe it? This person did this, this, that, and the third. And like, it was a gossip session more than anything else. And honestly, too, it was like validating my feelings of, of being mistreated by someone else. Like it validated me in that sense. But I think when the real work got started was when I started to look at myself and understood like, why am I attracting these types of people? Why am I even feeling like I'm getting something out of this type of, you know, relationship or interaction? Like, I think that that's when the work really started and when I could start to like understand how to not have a repeat. Now, one of my last topics that I wanted to get into is kind of the idea of being with someone who clearly does have trauma and how it trickles in. I know that we kind of talked about this in and out of the the conversation today, but like one thing is trauma, childhood trauma, all of it is so incredibly real. And it's so important to be mindful of that and be sensitive of it. And that's a conversation that's for a whole other day and whatnot. I think though, something that I really feel so strong about and like I didn't even experience this in a relationship but I've definitely experienced it in just friendships and it's being able to know kind of when enough is enough and knowing how much you can handle yeah because your job is not to be like someone's therapist or someone's counsel or anything of that nature and when it gets to a point where you are being negatively impacted And now you're questioning yourself, you're having trouble sleeping, like whatever it may look like, it's really important to be able to know that and not blame yourself for choosing to step away. And like that, I just think, but I think that it's harder for people to, I think that the realization comes at the end of it. It's not in it. And I, I personally, like I have had it where I was realizing like, oh, this person in my life definitely had heaps of childhood trauma but it never was impacting me. It was always something where like, if anything, I was just being a supportive friend, but it wasn't until it was directed where I was being impacted that I realized like, I can't do this. Yeah. It's so it's a tricky thing, right? Like it's just kind of knowing the boundary of it there. 
I would say like everybody has trauma and to like only date people or be friends with people who don't like you're going to be very lonely because then you can't even like date or be with yourself because like you even you have trauma like you know what I mean like we all have baggage we all have gone through things and I think that like the point of like when it starts affecting you I think that it just like depends on how it's affecting you, right? Like if you are married to somebody who doesn't have a relationship with like their parent, their parent was like abusive or whatever. And like, that is something that has recently started to come up. Like you're not just going to divorce your husband because like they're having issues with their family member or struggling in that relationship. So I think it's just important to like recognize like how much you value the person and the way that it's affecting you and the way that it's affecting the relationship and like is it something where I like I can stay and like be a support system while you are going through it or like are you not even in a place where you can have me support you in a way that is not going to make me feel like horrible and yeah I think also the point of like knowing when like you like it's time to step away like my friends and I have this thing where we're like when it's enough like when you feel like it's enough you'll be done and like you are not done yet so like that's fine you're just not done I think it's like important to just recognize that like when you have had enough and you feel strong enough like you will be done and if you are having a hard time like drawing that line in the sand but like you have that gut feeling that you're like I should be done and like I was listening to a podcast today where they were joking and they were like if you have to make a pro con list, you're done. And it's like, you, you know, once you start Googling, like, what does it feel like if you really love, like, once you start Googling or you are on TikTok scrolling, looking for like, is my boyfriend good enough? Or like, yeah. making pro con list or like he texts you and you get a pit. Start examining those feelings because like you may be done, but just feel so connected to this person that it's hard for you to like really remove yourself from the relationship or like a lot of people have like trauma bonds Mm -hmm. if you've been through something traumatic with that person or like the relationship has become traumatic and toxic and abusive like you can be bonded to somebody through that and it can become very difficult to like separate and cut ties and be done with it like I don't personally believe in um twin flames or whatever like I think that's like poor attachment style but like trauma bonding is like legitimate and real and like backed by like psychology and like science so it's like you become so connected to somebody that like sometimes you do need like therapy and a support system before you can like wipe your hands of it you know what I mean Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. I do think it's important to just like be mindful of, you know, what can you handle? What are you willing to and like, the piece about like, you'll know when you know is huge. Yeah, I I think it's really, as a friend, when you're looking at someone, and I've had this even with myself, like my friends saying this to me, but it's kind of like, as a friend, when you're looking at someone, it's really hard to not just be like, Oh, my gosh, like, this is just stressing me because it's just like, I know that this is something for sure. Like, we're all looking at it, and we all know what's happening here. Um, But in the same respect, I do think you can't force anyone to do anything. And in fact, like, them doing it just for your sake is not going to help them. So it's like, they have to come to that decision on their own. I do just think, though, like, because there is the thing where it's really easy to just 
kind of be that support system to such an extreme. And I think it's also really important though, to just know like what support are you providing? And then what support do they also need to be seeking maybe from somewhere else? And like, I feel like if someone is, you know, childhood trauma going through things like that, whatever kind of trauma you you pick, it's just a matter of figuring out how you are not the only resource because that's not fair to you at that point. Like, I don't think that's sustainable. It's figuring out how that person can also find other resources that are more tailored to actually like helping them get through all of the intricacies of that. Cause that's, and it's just too much for you. And like your relationship, I think it needs to be built on more than that. And I think it needs to be supported for Pilar to start dating again. So I can put her in the hot seat for literally anything. I'm going to be like, so when he forced you out of his Tesla on the side of the road. <laughs> okay, I love that. On an LA highway. Tesla. On an LA is, highway. Because I'm manifesting for you. Be patient with yourself. Be patient with your friends. Like, we're all yeah. figuring things out. Nobody has it completely figured out. Nobody really knows what they're doing. We're all just kind of faking it and picking advice that, like, sounds good. But I will say that, like, it's very important, especially if you are dating, to not move with a scarcity mindset. Like, don't just be like, I have to stay in any type of situation or even stay single because like, I'm worried that like, there's nothing out there for me. Or like, I know that we joke all the time, like, oh, the dating pool is like filled with pee. But like, if you keep that mindset, then like, it really will be for you. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like I'm moving into like my manifestation, positive thoughts, positive vibes era. And maybe that's just, like, me, like, healing and, like, do like throwing whatever I can at the wall to, like, see if it'll stick and, like, make (laughs) me feel better. But I do think that, like, that's important, too. Like, your mindset shapes a lot of things. And, like, when you are putting out energy of, like, abundance and prosperity and happiness, it's, like, hard to – it's hard to, like, come at that and, like, not match with it and, like – no. Awesome. And next week, you guys, we're going to go ahead and dive into why Pilar's scared today. <laughs> now she's going to, like, be out for, like, vengeance. Like, I'm out week. for blood. <laughs> I'm out for blood. Okay, first off, y'all need to let me know. I think this was a very productive conversation. I don't even think, sure, we put you in the hot seat, but I think really what this is, okay, you are representing for me, for all the other people who we all know, we're going through it. Like, well, this was such a fun combo for me. I don't know about you. Get yourself another margarita or a glass of wine. And definitely everyone, be sure to follow us, as always, on Instagram at Our Communal Diary. We also have a TikTok. We're starting to kind of put together some content for that. So we'll definitely want to follow us over there as well. But yeah, tune in next week for another episode. Bye. Bye.